Today on the Daily Gator Daily Thought, the Friday edition, uh, got a lot of stuff to talk about, and I'm just going to get into it, folks. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, well, some shocking news to lead us off from the college fix. Uh, Matt Lamb, the associate editor over there, uh, wrote this, and the headline kind of sums it all up. Ex-felon. Uh, and UC Berkeley student, UC Berkeley, of course, being about the most left-wing college you can get. And it's it's a tight race there now. But Berkeley has long been referred to as, well, Berserkley and other not-so-kind references for the city and University of California at Berkeley. But this ex-felon who's a UC Berkeley student uh, was arrested for, for uh, threatening death upon uh, staffers at UC Berkeley. Now, this first piece, this <laughs> should scare the hell out of you. The program is not sure what crimes he committed that landed him in prison. Before you give somebody a scholarship or allow somebody to attend your university, if they're a violent felon, shouldn't you kind of want to need to know what he did because of safety for other students? And there's a picture of this guy here, and uh, he looks uh, kind of angry, doesn't look that bright. And uh, yeah, he looks like somebody who might issue uh, violent threats. Uh, but here's the story. A University of California Berkeley student who is active, he's active with the prison to university program. They might want to rethink that policy. Uh, now faces two felony charges after allegedly making violent threats toward university staff. I'm surprised they didn't give him like free tuition for that at Berkeley. Uh, Lamar Bercy has been charged with, again, two felony counts of making criminal threats against two UC Berkeley staff members. Uh, according to the Berkeley side, I guess that's their school newspaper. Who knows? Uh, depending on who I feel was helping or not. Two people on this email will get shot, Bercy allegedly wrote, according to the L.A. Times. So according to his feelings, he's threatening to shoot two people. That sounds like a nice guy there. The kind of guy who will just hold doors for you, and if he doesn't like your reaction, he may shoot you. Who knows? His alleged threats led to campus-wide lockdown on uh, April the 21st. Bercy is a member of the university's Underground Scholars Program, although the initiative partially, partially led by students scrubbed his name from the website. He worked as an outreach program coordinator. We're just hitting, hitting all the leftist talking points, aren't we? All their points of nonsense we're going to make you an outreach program coordinator because you were like in prison and you like to threaten people and you're the kind of person we need to promote because diversity is good uh he recruited other released felons to attend uc berkeley <laughs> oh i don't know if uh does UC Berkeley have a Hugs for Thugs program? Maybe they need one. I don't know. The prison program student coordinator told the college fix she did not know any details of Bercy's criminal background. Uh, 
they said, I'm not here. Uh, Shawnee Shea told the fix on Monday when asked about Bruce's criminal past. I just know Lamar was an underground scholar and we tried to support him the best we could. Now this initiative, uh, it creates a pathway, a pathway to envision a pathway people. And the pathway is for incarcerated, formerly incarcerated, and system-impacted individuals into higher education. That's right. Give us all your thugs, all you can spare. We want to educate them and welcome them. And they'll just love us, unless they're threatening to kill us, of course. Uh, They say they are building a prison-to-school pipeline. Yep, a prison to school pipeline because you need more thugs at colleges. Uh, they're doing it through recruitment, retention, and advocacy. Uh, BUS is an academic, <coughs> excuse me, uh, support program housed with the division of, you couldn't see this coming, the division of equity and inclusion at UC Berkeley. Their website for the program stated, the university had placed Bercy on what they call academic suspension for an incident that occurred April the 14th. Campus police told the LA Times. Uh, the university, did not, again, did not share any details about Bercy's prior criminal record. Who wants to bet it had violent tendencies involved there? Who wants to take that bet? Uh, the University of California system-wide application does not ask about any criminal convictions or conduct. Well, of course not. I mean, who? why would you want to keep the student body safe from thugs and violent people? Why would you want to do that? That's no fun. Uh, spokesperson Janet Gilmore told that to the College Fix. The University of California represents opportunity. We would not want to deter potentially well-qualified applicants from applying and enrolling and threatening people. If the campus becomes aware of the criminal history of a student, any threat to the community is addressed on a case-by-case basis. Hopefully, it's addressed before this someone kills somebody. But uh, she said the prison program is not part of the admission process and enrollees must go through the same Application procedures. Uh, she deferred to law enforcement for questions about the criminal record of an enrolled student at UC Berkeley. And uh, again, on and on. This is, uh, this is why these types of programs don't work. The intention may be well behind it, may be noble behind it. But uh, again... Common sense need not apply with with leftist programs, my friends. And that would include everything to do with the University of Berserkly. Now let's go to the Herald Times. Sounds like a very important paper. It's the Herald Times. Uh, a column here by Paul Shriver, who is a guest columnist. Uh, his column title is Firearms Have No Place in Civilized Society. We Should Repeal the Second Amendment. Well, this is going to start out well, isn't it? 
uh, he begins by writing constitutional carry. What a euphemistic newspeak concept. Passed to the governor for signature a day ahead of the announced schedule, depending largely on his political ambitions. No, not merit or lack for passage. Next probable and equally logical step, unregulated firearm ownership for every man, woman, and child in America. Why does the left not have the ability to stop where facts end? I mean, they can make a point, and it could be almost as absurd as this, but it's almost like they read what they write. And if they stick to that edge where they're only talking things in realistic terms at all, they kind of go, oh, that's no good. We got to lie. We got to make up stuff. Like the NRA wants to arm every person in America. Completely false. Completely fictitious. Completely BS. In fact, the NRA was key in getting background checks. But Paul Shriver would never tell you that because to him, guns are just bad. They're not civilized. They're just not civilized. Apparently, self-defense isn't civilized. Uh, he continues, already neighborhood and school shootings are, quote, commonplace. School shootings are not commonplace. Okay. Stop lying. Is it that hard for the left? Of course it is. Uh, ghost gun kits and plastic 3D copier homemades are becoming ubiquitous. He had to pull out the theosaurus for that word. And doorbuster big box rushes follow every histrionic media saturation of mass firearms attacks. And the Indiana legislature wants gun ownership to be unregulated. The founders actually wanted it unregulated, dipshit. May I call you dipshit? Good. See, that was in the Second Amendment, which you want to repeal. Well, at least he admits what the Second Amendment says. Uh, but the, the the founding of this country is based on individualism, which, yes, definitely includes uh, the ability to defend yourself as you choose and to own weapons, uh, by the way. Uh, Biden, an anti-gun lobbyist, pussyfoot around the only really real issue, he writes, the right itself, which... Uh, while asininities are a muck and lunatics run the asylum, we seem precariously balanced on a fragile tipping point. The time seems right and essential for a total reboot of the as the only sensible solution to the gun violence problem. Gun violence being a redundancy. Really? I have more than one gun, let's say. I have guns of different types, shotguns, rifles... Pistols, revolver, uh, and none of those weapons has ever been fired anywhere but at a range. I have used a gun in self-defense, and uh, that weapon was never fired at the assailant. But they ran like hell when they saw me with a loaded pistol pointed at them. And that saved my butt that night, because they had a gun too. They did not have a chance to pull it out. It was kind of hanging there. After they had pulled it from their waistband, they were just staring at me with their ski mask pulled halfway down because I guess that was the fashion then uh, in 1990, uh, 1998. But they ran. They ran away. They were confronted with an armed American citizen, happened to be me, and they ran. Without the Second Amendment that this clown wants to do away with, Whatever happened that night would not have been up to me unless I chose to take on an armed individual unarmed. 
And that very well might not have ended well for me. You see what we're dealing with here. This is not a bright guy. This is not a guy who lives in the real world. He thinks a gun is violence. He thinks a pistol, a rifle, a shotgun is violence by some twisted uh, twisted thing. Maybe he fell off a horse and hit his head or something. Maybe he fell off a tree and every branch on the stupid tree on the way down. Obviously he did. But again, this is a real person and this is a, a direct threat aimed at your right to keep and bear arms, my friends. Uh, he writes about gun violence being on the rise talks about gun violence uh, and he writes the only real solution must begin with the repeal of the second amendment in, in its entirety and without delay wonder what he thinks about the first amendment or the fourth or the fifth uh, it might be then be rewritten in clear language as a privilege to be strictly regulated well it was written very clearly you just don't want to accept what the founders intended they were explicitly clear. Even delineating between uh, the right of the people and a militia, which no, is not the National Guard. Um, this would be, this would include specifics as to legal and reasonable legitimacy of uses, manufacture, sales types, uh, and related products. So, it would be up to some governmental body to say if anybody could even make a gun or manufacture ammunition or could sell it. And then it would say who would buy it. And you know who would still would have guns? Genius? Bad guys. But they'd have a much more likelihood to commit crimes because they would know no one else has a gun to defend themselves. And that's important to criminals. They may be criminals, but they're not stupid. In the interim, of course, all guns in current ownership, manufacture, storage, etc., would need to be recalled. And if not uh, re-legalized, eliminated. Some current types and uses would be restored, regulated, and licensed as appropriate with little real inconvenience. So someone coming to your home, taking all your guns and ammunition away, and then someone else in the government somewhere at some level, uh, state, federal, who knows, would decide what weapons you needed, how much ammunition you needed, and everything else. That wouldn't be an inconvenience. Really? This clown does not live in a real world, my friends. Uh, thus, this idea is not anti-gun per se, uh, nor in any uh, sense extreme. Again, he has no clue. No, He has no foothold in American history are the principles of individualism. And he is a dangerous fanatic, my friends. Yes, I just called you a very dangerous fanatic, Paul Shriver. And uh, you can put your crayons up now in your construction paper. You wrote your little column. Now let's go to Moon Battery. I like Moon Battery. It's very politically incorrect in that it very much is similar to the Daily Gator. Sarcasm, humor, mocking the left... Dave Blunt's a lot like me. I'm probably more handsome, but that's not Dave Blunt's fault. That's just my incredible handsomeness. I have the handsome gene, you know. Uh, but the piece uh, that I'm referencing right now from Moon Battery is the lighter side of hating both babies and democracy. <laughs> and democratic babies? <laughs> but uh, Dave Blunt writes, It is not easy to parody the evil Democrats 
are revealed by using intimidation tactics in an attempt to impose abortion by federal decree rather than letting voters decide. See if Roe versus Wade was overturned, kicked to the curb, done away with, each state would then, their legislature could or would decide the legality, regulations, etc., 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 of abortion and all that. And there'd be plenty of states would decide different things. Uh, the Babylon Bee still manages. See, the Babylon Bee, who was suspended at one point by Twitter, I don't know if uh, they still are, but the Babylon Bee is brilliant, funny. It pokes fun at a lot of different things, all political, ideological. It is hilarious. I love the Babylon Bee. Um, I think it's a national treasure. And yes, they go after conservatives at points too. And sometimes it's funny. See, a conservative can laugh at themselves. Liberals, eh, they can too, but to a lesser but leftist? Oh, you dare not mock at the leftist. They will try to smite you. That's right. They'll go biblical on your ass. The only time they'll ever go biblical. But they will go biblical on your ass if you dare to mock them or point out things like facts to them. Uh, here's from the Babylon Bee. And again, you know what the Babylon Bee is, I'm sure. Parody, hilarious, cutting edge, makes political points, but in any funny way. Something liberals used to be able to do, but leftists just can't do it. In a somber press release outside, outside the burning gates of torment and suffering, the fire god Moloch warned of looming supply chain issues regarding child sacrifices. Uh, my demon logistics department is reporting a supply chain shortage of children to sacrifice upon burning idols and in fiery pits, said the god of the brazen gratification and hedonism. Uh, the scarcity of innocent young lives to be brutally murdered at my feet is mostly due to the U.S. Supreme Court's upcoming reversal of Roe versus Wade, led by the white supremacist Clarence Thomas. An uncomfortably large percentage of the U.S. population uh, cried out in fear and terror at the prospects of not being able to sacrifice children of a loving Heavenly Father for their own selfish desires. What about my career as a corporate drone who loves binge drinking on the weekends, cried woman at the steps of the Supreme Court, building while holding a protest sign reading, my body, my choice, my vanity, my career, my parodies, my bare and loveless life. <laughs> oh, those anti-abortion protesters, are there pro-abortion protesters? Is there an angrier bunch of people, a more deranged bunch of people? Literally, these people love screaming. I pity any fast food workers that have to take the orders of these people. Because, you know, they can't disorder the number one with a medium, Dr. Pepper. They've got to scream it. Uh, very ugly people. But I think they're, the ugliness probably comes from the fact that they know deep, 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 deep down inside the evil they are supporting. And yes, abortion on demand is evil. And if you disagree with me, Although you're welcome to disagree, you're just flat wrong. Now, Twitter did lock the account of the Babylon Bee. The Babylon Bee was told they had to, uh, what did they do? I forget. Let's look over here. I believe the Babylon Bee had something that uh, mocked some liberal cause 
and Twitter told me how to delete the tweet, and Babylon B said, go get stuffed, or words to that effect. In fact, here it is right now. Twitter locked the account of right-leaning parody site, the Babylon Bee, after it awarded Rachel Levine, the transgender Biden administration official, bestowing upon Rachel title the Man of the Year. Well, Rachel Levine was a man. They chose to retroactively award him an award. What's wrong with that? Uh, the Babylon B story was a reaction to USA Today's naming of Levine, who is U.S. Assistant Secretary for Health for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, as one of its Women of the Year last week. So the Babylon B took a chance and took a shot. So what? Free speech, comedy, humor, parody. Laugh at the joke, don't laugh at the joke, but don't try to shoot the person telling the joke, for God's sake. You know, this is why so many people are happy that Elon Musk bought Twitter, and he's promised to stop crap like this. And the left is going berserk. They're going. They're literally soiling themselves. Every other minute, they're soiling themselves uh, because they fear so much. What? What are they afraid of? Elon Musk isn't threatening to shut down left-wing sites. He's not trying to ban left-wing blogs. It's not saying the, he's going to silence the media. In fact, one of the things he was most upset about was the banning of the New York Post from reporting on a legitimate news story about Hunter Biden's laptop. The media, of course, called it fake news. Disinformation, misinformation, take your pick. Turns out the story was true. Uh, but they literally, Twitter literally banned tweeting to a major U.S. newspaper. The left loves it because they don't, they don't like the New York Post. It's too conservative for them. So, of course, everything the left hates, they have to ban. Because, again, if you can't beat somebody in an argument, you've got to shut them up or smear them or use some other underhanded tactic. But anyway, uh, Twitter says it will restore the account which has more than 1.3 million followers. <laughs> 1.3 million. I've got, uh, okay, somewhere over 1,000. Let's not worry about numbers right now. If the B deletes the tweet, but CEO Seth Dillon of the Babylon B has said he has not an intention to do so. Uh, we're not deleting anything, Dylan tweeted from his personal account. Truth is not hate speech. If the cost of telling the truth is the loss of our Twitter account, then so be it. Screw you, Twitter. I think that problem when uh, when Musk takes over will be fixed. And good. I don't care what Elon Musk thinks. If you're going to tell me that you are going to protect freedom of speech on Twitter, I think that's a good thing, my friends. And if you don't, then you're just an evil person who eats jelly on sausage or something. And Emory University, according to the College Fix, has erased, canceled, removed the name of a Supreme Court justice, who's dead, by the way, from the 1800s because he owned slaves. That's right, Emory University has removed the name of U.S. Supreme Court Justice Lucius Quintus. It's a cool name. 
Uh, actually, I didn't get the name all there. Lucius Quintus Cincinnatus Lamar. That's right, the LQCL guy. Lucius Quintus Cincinnatus Lamar. That's a pretty impressive name, I got to say. Congratulations to his parents uh, from prestigious law professorships because he owned slaves and served in the Confederate Army. The university declined to be moved by the fact that Lamar supported the 14th Amendment. <laughs> Why would that matter, that he supported legislation ending slavery and bringing equality? That didn't matter. No, no, no. He at one time owned slaves, so therefore he is, he is persona non grata everywhere as well as the compromise and reconciliation with the North after the war between the states. Uh, Emory President Gregory Finviz announced April the 21st that the School of Law's LQC Lamar professorships will no longer be named after the Supreme Court Justice, who was appointed in 1887 and served until he, until he uh, passed on in 1893. Lamar was notably only one of two people in United States history to become a U.S. representative, U.S. senator, member of the president's cabinet, and Supreme Court justice. In 1885, President Glover Cleveland supported, uh, appointed him rather to Secretary of the Interior. Uh, and there's a lot more information on, my, on him at the College Fix. But again, this is so, what is so wrong with the cancel culture. It doesn't matter what you did your whole life. It's one little piece of your life. That's it. You're bad. You're just a bad person. That is so sad that we're doing that today, people. So sad that we're letting it happen. Uh, a July 21st, excuse me, July 2021 letter written by the Emory Historical Accountability Group uh, acknowledged Lamar's accomplishments, but found them not enough for modern redemption. He owned slaves. He's he's dead for life, apparently. Of course, Lamar's biography is notable for his ancendry, or ascendancy, excuse me, to positions of immense responsibility, including his final office as an associate justice on the U.S. Supreme Court from 1888 to 1893. Absent redemption and reconciliation, however, such offices should be seen not as noble service to our country, but as rewards for a skillful champion of a loathsome cause. Well, aren't you, Mr. Poopy Pants? You know, this has to stop because no one can ever meet the, the, the ceiling here or the floor. No one can ever reach uh, an ability not to be canceled. Nobody. I mean, Booker T. Washington, I think everyone would agree he was a great civil rights champion, great person, great man. You know, George Washington Carver, excuse me, Booker T. Washington, I'm sorry, uh, took money out of his own pocket and donated and urged others to donate to raising, can you fill in the blank, Confederate monuments to Confederate soldiers and generals. Yet he's a civil rights champion, so I guess he has to be canceled now, right? There is no end to the cancellation because the left is trying to cancel everything American, every icon, every hero, every important historical figure, every event. It's all 
to be erased by them. That's their goal. And these fools at Emory University are too stupid to see that, my friends. And to wrap up the show, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to have to. I hate talking about Juan Williams. Uh, I guess he still works for Fox in some capacity. I don't know. You know, for a long time I said, Juan seemed like a really nice guy, just not all that bright. Uh, But I got to tell you, at a certain point, when you're just continuing to swallow stupidity and regurgitate even stupider things like Juan does, uh, why does... Why are you even on TV? Why are you getting called to space anywhere? You're not interesting. You're just you're just a useful idiot at a certain point. And I feel bad saying that about Juan because he does seem like a nice guy. Okay. Geraldo, who sometimes says things I agree with, uh, on the other hand, he's just an egotistical little, little bastard, frankly. Um, the mustachioed douchebag. Uh, who was ranting on the uh, Greg Gutfeld or the uh, five on Fox the other day about uh, how wonderful abortion is and, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, about the coat hanger thing. And, you know, people like like Juan Williams, I respect as a person. They seem nice. Uh, but Geraldo's just a jackass. Always has been, always will be. And what is with the shirtless selfies? The guy's getting a shot, some type of inoculation. Maybe it's a booster shot for COVID or whatever. I don't know. But he's got half his shirt off. Geraldo, no one wants to see you without your shirt on. You're an old man. Okay? Put the shirt on before you take pictures. And two, wipe that damn rabbit animal off your top lip. Because it's not attractive, Geraldo. And please, God, Fox News, will you fire this asshole? I am sick of him. He's a jerk. He's a loudmouth who never has anything of any substance to add. I don't know what anybody sees in him. I don't know how the hell he ever forged a career in journalism or anything else. The best thing Geraldo's ever done is get hit in the face with a chair by a white supremacist. I could watch that all day long. Otherwise, I don't want to see the bump. Now, I'll turn the anti-Geraldo Rivera rant on. I mean, put him on MSNBS. You expect to see jackasses who are uninformed and idiotic there. Thank God, I hope none of the MSNBC people start doing topless, uh, topless, topless selfies. Good God, that's the last thing I need. Joy Reid topless. That he, ah, now I have a headache. Oh, never use the words Joy Reid, topless, together. Don't do it. It's an image that you will regret, my friends. Uh, But this piece for the Hill was written by Juan Williams, the nice, dumb guy. And he's bemoaning the fact that our president, President Mumbles, of the Mumbles and Stumbles administration, vying right now with Carter as the worst president ever, uh, but, uh, Juan Williams is very, very upset that, that Joe don't get no respect. You don't respect Joe. What? You got a problem with Joe. Okay. You got a problem with Joe. You're going to have a problem with Juan. Okay, man. And he's going to write a stupid editorial about you. Maybe. Okay. 
It's not good to get out his crayons, his construction paper. Maybe you don't like what Juan Williams says, man, okay? So you better leave the president alone, man, okay? Do you see what I'm saying to you now? Uh, after 15 months as president, Juan writes, delivering the most, oh, God, the most successful domestic agenda since Lyndon Johnson's Great Society, Juan the Great Society was a massive failure. And the only thing better about the the uh, LBJ administration and the Great Society, a whole lot less money was wasted and thrown into a bottomless pit of liberalism. Joe's just uh, blown that away with dollars. And what is this great economic domestic agenda? Really? Does that include all the inflation, the gas prices that you have to get a loan approval to fill up at certain places is that the fact that uh, all the supply chain and food shortages this shortage that shortage everything costs more that's part of the great domestic agenda one one william strikes me as the guy who just goes home randomly and just hits himself in the head with a ball peen hammer yep still hurts uh Biden gets no respect, Juan says, even though he has a record of success. And what? Scamming money out of different countries? Covering for his loser son, Hunter? Getting him fat and rich for being called the big guy? But he has a record of success, and Republicans in Congress don't have any legislative agenda. Actually, Republicans do, Juan. You have to read one, okay? Left to right, top to bottom, turn the pages as you go. Books are usually formed into chapters. It's not that tough one, really. Uh, They are content to stoke culture wars and bash Biden. Yeah, it's easy to tell Biden jokes. It is, because let's face it, every time Biden talks, the jokes just make themselves one, kind of like you on TV. But Biden's poll numbers are in the dumps despite the weakness of the opposition. Again, look up the word inflation, Juan. Look up supply chains, shortages, everything costs more, misery index. Look up those things, Juan. Have an adult read them to you. Uh, he is swimming against, against big tides of voter discontent rooted in nationwide frustration from living with a pandemic for two years. Now it's COVID-19's fault. Now it's COVID-19's fault. Uh, Then there is unhappiness with inflation. Yeah, people don't like that, Juan. Uh, When your grocery bill goes up and your gas bill goes up and your utility bills go up and everything goes up. I mean, it's, it's noticeable everywhere you go, Juan. And people getting hit in the wallet is one sure way to piss them off. The other way is to make them read a column of yours. Uh, there's also anxiety over rising violent crime. Gee, Democrats who can't control violent crime because they're soft on criminals. Who'd have seen that coming? And upset with his, within his own party about the failure to stop Republicans from suppressing the minority vote. Where do you make, did you just make that up, Juan? See, I called you a good guy, and now you're stopped being stupid, and now you're just lying. My only question, one is, are you stupid enough to believe that lie? Or do you actually think 
that is the truth, that the Republicans are trying to suppress minority votes. If we did such a job of suppressing votes, how the hell did Biden get 81 million votes? And Trump, 75, 76 million? Shattering the record of number of votes in one election year in 2020, you call that suppressing the vote? One? Literally. Your, your few remaining brain cells must be getting really lonely, Juan. That is a lot of discontent, Juan writes. Wow. Juan finally wrote something that's slightly coherent. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. And it all collects around one man, Biden. Uh, I'm sorry, folks. Midterm elections are always a referendum on the president. That's why Biden and congressional Democrats are running against themselves, not Republicans. 58% of voters express openness to backing an unnamed independent candidate over Biden or former President Trump in 2024, according to a recent Harvard Caps-Harris poll. Uh, 40% of Americans now identify themselves as independent uh, voters, according to Gallup. That's more than 28% who say they are Republican or the 30% who say they are Democrat. Biden's real opponent is angst. The fear and exasperation voters when they think about paralyzed politics at home, Russian aggression abroad. Yeah, there's that too. The I didn't even get into foreign fair affairs failures and military failures of Team Biden. Great way to pull out of Afghanistan, Joe. An 11-year-old who just got kicked in the head by a mule five minutes ago would have handled that better than you did, President Biden. And the only people stupid enough to still think you're doing a good job are to people like Juan Williams. Yes, his real problem is angst. And Joe Biden, Juan, has created a lot of angst himself because his presidency so far is much closer to a derailed train that dispersed into flames and exploded than it is anything else. Really, Juan, please shut up. Or open your mind, Juan. How can any human being be this stupid? Uh, but Juan continues to make excuses. Uh, there's Russian aggression abroad and the lies flowing on social media. Oh, yes, it's Twitter, it's Facebook, it's social media. It's all those damn bloggers. It's people online telling lies about poor Joe, how wonderful he is. No, Juan, there isn't a misinformation or disinformation problem that's causing Joe to be unpopular. It's Joe's job performance. Seriously, if Joe Biden ran a repair shop, Strictly for tires, Joe Biden's repair uh, repair shop. Okay, we build back tires better. Whatever. If you brought in your car, you hit a curb, you had a flat, you'd get your car back in about two weeks. The original tire would still be on the car. Your other three tires would now be flat. And the spare would be flat. And also all your important papers, anything you kept in the car would be missing. And your car would probably also be missing windshield wipers and 
the left rear door. Unless you drive a sedan, then it'd be missing the left front or left only door. That's how competent Biden is. Seriously. Jimmy Carter right now is probably wearing a t-shirt said, and you thought I was a dumbass in the White House. But one poor little one doesn't get it. Uh, one continues regurgitating stupidity. The Republicans are in line to benefit simply because they are not the party in power. Well, you can tell they're not the party in power because everything sucks. Their base is composed of radical extremists. There's another problem, Juan. You keep spitting in the face of Americans who are, who are extremist. Why? Because they dared to ask questions about a vaccine? Because they dared to question lockdowns and mass mandates that didn't seem to do any good? Because they work for a living? Because they get their hands dirty? Because they have opinions that you disagree with, Juan? Does that make them radical extremists? Maybe it's their uh, attending church in record numbers. Maybe because they own firearms, they're extremists and dangerous. Right, Juan? Juan continues, they excuse lies from their top person in the House, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. They close their eyes to violence and to an attempted coup against the U.S. government backed by former President Trump's loyalists. January 6th was not an attempted coup, Juan. Okay? Sorry. You're either a liar or you really are this stupid. I'm starting to question, Juan, whether you're just a liar or just that damn stupid. And let's face it, Juan, when we're talking about you and the inanities you write and spew on your own TV, it's like you climbed to the top of the stupid tree as a kid and fell and hit every branch on the way down. And when you hit the ground, the stupid tree then tipped over and fell on you. One, you're not a bright guy. You can't be and write these things. Uh, the Washington Post editorial board last week noted that more than a dozen Republicans running to take control of local elections. Trump with a lie that Trump really won the 2020 contest. Well, Juan, if, if you have a big problem with that, why do you continue to ignore all the Democrats still parroting the 2016 election was stolen from Hillary? I guess that's different, right? That's different, Juan, because it's all politics. If voters fail to repudiate them in November, U.S. democracy could be at a risk, the editors concluded with alarm. A, the Washington Post should know we're not a democracy to begin with. We're a freaking constitutional republic. The difference is massive and it matters. Read what James Madison wrote in a Federalist Papers 1. For God's sakes, you're on TV talking politics and you don't know what the founders thought about democracy versus a constitutional republic? Seriously, Juan. Take your job seriously. The Washington Post, we know what they are. They're hacks. They've always been hacks. They always will be hacks, most likely. Uh, with Trump supporters locked in their bubble of conspiracy theories and lies, Juan Williams inferring that anyone else on earth is in a bubble of falsehoods. Really, Juan? I don't know if there's enough aluminum foil to fuel 
how much you go through, Juan, even to write this bilge. Biden is trying, Juan writes, to find the right message to appeal to independent voters and frustrated Democrats. You know the right message that Joe would get approval for? I'll tell you what it is. Joe Biden were to manage to speak legibly for once, and he was to say, I am not going to seek the presidency for a second term, and I'm urging Kamala Harris, the most uncharismatic, uncharismatic human being on the face of the earth, even worse than Hillary and Liz Warren, not to seek the nomination either. That would get approval because people wouldn't have to think about Joe 2024. Where's Joe today? That's okay if you don't know because he doesn't know either. Those unhappy voters, Juan writes, threw out Republicans from the House majority in 2018 and the White House in 2020. I think a lot of minds have changed there, Juan, and we're going to see another different party thrown out. And uh, I guess the voters won't be just throwing them out then. Then it'll be a bunch of right-wing extremists who are trying to commit a coup and taking votes away from black people. Right, Juan? Uh, Because Trump's party made excuses for his demagoguery and chaos. Well, the country ran a hell of a lot better. I don't think the Afghanistan debacle would have happened under Trump. I think the economy wasn't this way under Trump. I don't see inflation like this under Trump or gas prices like this under Trump or any of the other situations like this under Trump. And you wouldn't see Russia playing fast and loose in the Ukraine if Trump was in power. Because you know what? As bad as Democrats want to paint Trump, as much as they want to say, yeah, Trump's crazy. He might do anything. You know who else thinks that? Putin. The little uh, little bastard over in North Korea. What's his name? Rocket Man. <laughs> Rocket Man over in North Korea. The Chinese. See, when you have a president who has leadership, a spine, and a functioning brain, then you have a president who's going to uh, set other countries straight. And you can see it as arrogant or anything else you want to call it. But when you have a strong leader in the White House that says, you know what, Uh, to other world leaders, quietly away from the microphones, have a little conversation. Do you understand we're the United States of fucking America? Don't fuck with us, okay? We can make things good for you. We can make things very bad, okay? You want to be our friend, prove you're a friend. That's great. Otherwise, again, don't fuck with us. And that's crude language. And I apologize to the people who may be offended by me using it. I use it when I think it's appropriate. And that's what I think a president should have that ability to do, to look somebody in the eye and say, you don't want to go there. And I believe Trump possessed that, as Reagan did, and some other presidents throughout our history have, mainly Andrew Jackson. I mean, Andrew Jackson, you understand this guy was shot uh, shot at or was actually shot by an assassin, attempted assassin. You know what Andrew Jackson did? He pulled out his, his weapon, his personal weapon, and chased the guy. That's a president you don't screw with. Okay, you may like him, you may not like him, but you know that if you screw with him, he might just whip your ass. He might just stomp a mud hole in you and walk it dry. 
Uh, now those vo same voters, Juan Bamones, want to move on and get past radical Republican grievances and culture wars. Like Democrats aren't involved in these, right? Democrats didn't try to teach children things that they shouldn't be learning in school. The Republicans, and mainly because parents respond and are angry about it, Juan doesn't think parents have that role, I guess. Uh, that's, how, again, how mentally deficient the man is. They want to move on from infighting between progressive and moderate Democrats, too, especially since these factional struggles are thwarting possible deals in Congress over climate change and child tax credits. Don't even get me started on climate change, and don't get me started on how to fix our tax codes. And the more complicated, convoluted you make taxes, the worse it gets. Uh, the president's inability to find a message to win over these discontented voters create the chilling prospect for Democrats of a wipeout in the November midterm elections. Oh, I hope that happens. And I hope then Republicans remember to stand firm and resolute to what they promised during the uh, their campaign leading up to the elections in November. But you know what really pisses America off about Biden more than anything, Juan? Do yourself a favor, go get in your little car, drive to a gas station, and look at the price at the gas pump. And there's a good chance you might uh, you might have a sticker like I saw at the Walmart the other day that said FJB. I think you know what that stands for. And also uh, the little thing with the, the picture of Biden with the little finger pointing at where the gas price is and President Biden bragging, bragging that he did that. He did do that one. That's the number one issue. Americans are looking at their wallets and going, hey, you were a lot fatter under Trump. You're losing too much weight too quick. That's the biggest problem, Juan. Not his inability to, to craft a message. Not the inability to lie well enough or to tell the same old lies Democrats always have. His problem is his job performance. One, it, it's not like your columns. It sucks. There's nothing in it, Juan. Uh, Juan cites one more poll I'll get to before I shut up. According to the latest Real Clear, Real Clear Politics average, 53% of voters disapprove of Biden's job performance. Only 41% approve. How could 41% approve? Are, they, are these people, I mean, if these people really want to be happy, I guess they should take a, their tire iron out with them when they pump gas and hit themselves in the head while they pump it. The only thing that can make it more painful, frankly. Uh, conventional wisdom says whenever a president is below 50%, that's half for you Florida State graduates. Uh, when a president is below 50% approval, his party is in deep trouble as voters head to the polls. The puzzle behind Juan, the puzzle behind these numbers is that if the man from Mars landed in America today with no political preconceptions, he'd point out that compared to any real candidate, independent, Republican, or Democrat, Biden's record looks good. Joe. 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 You're not as stupid as Juan. Juan, you're not as senile as a president. I know which I don't know which one of you is more clueless or more irritating. 
But I know, Juan, that your failure to see the obvious that President Biden is, you know, call him President Titanic. Except this guy's hitting every damn iceberg possible with the country, Juan. And the people aren't happy about it, Juan. My God, how do you live, Juan? Seriously, how do you look at yourself in the mirror? How can any human being be that abjectly and absolutely clueless, Juan Williams? It's just sad. Very sad, my friends. Enough about Juan Williams. I can't do it anymore. See, I try to keep it short. Then I get this when I say the story to last. Okay, it's just a Juan Williams column that shouldn't take long. But then I start to get into the the morass of stupidity uh, that Juan Williams regurgitates every time he writes, every time he whips out the big box of Crayolas and the construction paper uh, and goes to town. I forget how, how dumb this man is. But as for you, my listeners, thank you. I appreciate you whenever you listen morning, noon, night. Remember the three golden rules of life. Yes, there are three. I'm going to give them to you. Go Gators, especially in the fall. If you're left, you just ain't right. And yes, most importantly, of course, God bless America. Thank you for everything, my friends, your patronage. God bless you. Take care. Listenership is up here lately. That's a good thing. It means more of you are listening. Tell your friends. Repost us on Facebook, Twitter, wherever, Instagram. If you really want to have success, find some pictures of hot women in bikinis on Instagram and attach this to them because they'll look at the they'll look at the women in bikinis because they have eyes. But they'll also listen, maybe. Yes, I will use bikinis. Why do you think on the Daily Gator blog I've always had attractive women? It brings eyes to the screen, and then they read other stuff. And they go, wow, this guy's not only, not only clearly great taste in women, but, man, he's got some red-hot political opinions. And generally speaking, as in about 98.9% of the time, he's right. And even when he's occasionally wrong, he's still entertaining as hell. And darn handsome from what I hear. Yes, I am. Thank you, America. And, yes, of course, Again, the only thing greater than my greatness is my complete sense of humility. Think about that. Y'all have a good one. I will talk to you Sunday. God bless. Take care. Say your prayers. Eat your vitamins. I would say go get a steak and cook it, but you probably couldn't afford it right now. Thanks for that too, Joe. Y'all have a good one. We will talk to you on Sunday.